Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in part three of The Great Falling Away, I will continue to expound on the warning that the Apostle Paul gave in 1 Timothy 4.1, where it is written, now the Spirit explicitly says that, in later times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons. We have reached the fulfillment of this prophetic word in our very day, and it is safe to say that this departure from truth is one of the most significant of all the signs that confirm that we are in the very last prophetic minutes before God's end-time clock strikes midnight, and the last things unfold with dramatic and eternal consequences. As this reality pushes us closer to the rapture of God's true church and the tribulation period that will follow, the war over the souls of men has intensified, and Lucifer's deceptions have become much more strategic and cunning than ever. But his main target is not the world, because he already has them in the grip of his deadly and vanity-filled falsehoods. His greatest weapon of deceiving power is being wielded against God's church and its holy mandate as light and salt to a dying and sin-riddled world. In Ephesians 9.12, Paul emphasized that our struggle as the people of God is against the rulers, against the powers, and against the world forces of this world's darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Lucifer's demons are being unleashed with fierce determination to deceive and destroy. And the first line of attack is against the pastors and the leaders within Christianity. If he can draw them away from the truth of God's word and instead persuade them with new ideas and water methods that will add numbers to their ministries, he then has them held in the palm of his hand where they defect from the army of God and become inducted into the militia of Satan's darkened strategies. Many of them are not just backslidden pastors, but are actually his darkened agents, who never belonged to the Lord and were not called by him, but are Lucifer's servants, who Jude warned have crept into our midst. In an article written by Christian Headlines, we are given heart-saddening evidence of how deeply the enemy's persuasions have infiltrated the Church of Jesus Christ. They write that, a majority of Christian pastors in the United States do not hold a biblical worldview. According to surprising new research from pollster George Barna, the data shows that a spiritual awakening and repentance is needed just as desperately in our pulpits as in the pews. The survey released by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University shows that only 37% of pastors in the United States hold a biblical worldview. Barna, who is the director of research at the university's Cultural Research Center, said that 
This is another strong piece of evidence that the culture of the world is influencing the American church much more than the Christian churches are influencing the worldly culture. He continued on to say that the data on children's pastors and youth pastors is particularly discouraging because they have in their charge young ones who are the most vulnerable to the enemy's enticements and are most in danger of being led into the deadly temptations and mindset of the world. But the greatest danger for both the young and the old who sit under the worldly teaching of these apostate ministers is that they are being led into a false salvation security believing that they are Christians, when in reality they are still lost in their sins and trespasses. In another heart-wrenching example of how far apostasy has gone, on Sunday, December 19, 2021, Stillness in the Storm Ministry wrote the following article entitled, Lutheran Church Offers Drag Queen Storytime from Pulpit During Sunday Service. The phenomenon of men dressing up as women and reading to children has been spreading across the country. In many schools, kindergartners sit at the feet of drag queens who read children's books to these little and enraptured listeners. Last week, and this abominable trend made its way to St. Luke's Lutheran Church of Logan Square in Chicago. According to a Facebook post from the church, the man in drag was seminarian Aaron Musser. The congregation was encouraged to wear garments and accessories that, in their words, make you feel 100% like the best version of yourself. At the beginning of the message, Musser invited any children or people who would like to see a picture book that he would be showing on his iPad. Once the children made their way to the front of the room, Musser asked them if anyone had ever seen a drag queen before. All of them said that they had not. So this is everybody's first time that they're ever seeing a drag queen, he said. Well, hello. I'm also a boy most of the time when I am here, but today I am a beautiful queen. Musser then informed the children that he would be reading a story entitled Joy. He went on to recap his sermon for the children and explain what the word talked about when Jesus was separating the grain and the chaff in the book of Matthew, which was a very interesting scripture for him to teach on in light of the abomination that he was exhibiting. Throughout all of this time, Musser was sitting in what was supposed to be a sacred place of worship, dressed as a woman. In another dread example of how far apostasy has gone, in an article written for Christian Headlines entitled, Texas Church Refers to God as Female During Mother's Day Service, where they write that, On Sunday, a progressive church in Texas referred to God as female throughout its Mother's Day service. You're a good, good mother, the worship team at Austin New Church in Austin, Texas sang on Sunday. The worship team also changed the lyrics to the song, Wonderful Maker, by singing that God has the heart of a mother. As reported by churchleaders.com, ministers at the Austin New Church also delivered messages in which they described God as female. When reciting Psalm 23 and the Lord's Prayer, they also used female pronouns for God. We profess that we all bear the image of God, 
but how can we see God in ourselves if we don't see ourselves in God? If God is only male, if God is only white, what possibilities does that limit for those of us whose identity markers are different? asked creative pastor Samantha Beach Kiley during her message. Citing quotes from Christina Cleveland's book, God is a Black Woman, Kylie argued that a narrow view of God is restrictive to the imagination. And yet, Jesus Christ, the living Word, and the final authority, has decreed that the way unto eternal life is narrow, and only a few find it. For He alone is the way and the truth and the life, and His Word is non-negotiable. For it alone stands forever. The imagination of man that Kylie referred to is fueled by the God of this world, and it is one of the paths leading to the wide way that is taking multitudes to their eternal damnation. And these are only a few examples of the apostate abominations that have infiltrated the Church of Jesus Christ and the servants of Lucifer who propagate them. And yet, they are enough to cause the heart of a true believer to shudder at the blasphemy of them. In Second Peter, the apostle gives a scathing account concerning these agents of wickedness. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct, to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge, will in the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed." Suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong, they counted a pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions, as they carouse with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that never cease from sin, enticing unstable souls, and having a heart trained in greed, accursed children." And in Luke 17, 2, Lord Jesus puts an exclamation point to this rebuke by decreeing that it would be better if a millstone were tied around their neck and they would be tossed into the sea. God's judgment is coming down with swift and holy ruling against the agents of darkness who have infiltrated the church of Jesus Christ with the same chastisement that he gave to Judah in their apostasy. In Jeremiah two eleven to 13 it is written, My people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this, and shudder. Be very desolate, declares the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And in verse 19, the Lord God warns of the outcome for these apostate ones if they do not repent and come back to the Lord. Your own wickedness will correct you, and your apostasies will reprove you. Know, therefore, and see that it is evil and bitter for you to forsake the Lord your God. And the dread of me is not in you, declares the Lord God of hosts. Beloved, the first genuine believers at Pentecost, who stand as the foundation of the true church of Jesus Christ, and which he decreed that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, were willing to give up their very life in defense of his unadulterated word of salvation's truth. 
and in these last moments of God's prophetic word being completely fulfilled and the church age coming to a close. The wheat is being separated from the tares. The Lord knows his sheep, and we will follow no other. No matter how strategic the enemy's maneuvers may be, or how fierce the battle becomes, we will continue to hold the front line in truth, knowing that the victory is already won in our Savior, who alone is the truth and the way and the life. And as we long for His coming for us in the rapture, the Holy Spirit is calling out to us as His holy remnant with the sacred reminder of 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. May the Holy Spirit anoint and strengthen us to live out that sacred calling to its fullest measure, and all the more as this coming for us draws nearer. And may we be numbered in the annals of heaven with the ones who overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and who loved not their life even unto death. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.